As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Coming from the most successful investors have been you buy and you never sell. You hold up. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fund That Flip, and they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fund That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fund That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times, giving us his insight on the online lending process. Fund That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever, and you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Super important. You can print out all the detailed reports. And that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We don't get into any fluff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. With us today, we have the president and founder of the Apartment Owners Association, of california how you doing dan Fowler? we're doing just great well nice to have you on the show a little bit more about dan he founded apartment owners association in 1982 and it's become one of the fastest growing associations in the u.s also publisher of the apartment owners association news and buyer's guide which is the most widely circulated monthly apartment industry magazine in the united states based in headquartered near Los Angeles, California. And with that being said, Dan, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Uh, goodness, our background has been here with the association since 82. 
So that covers a good part of the time in the background and, and just working in real estate. Before that, I was an apartment house broker. Before that, I was a stock market broker. Okay. Founded in 1982, what are your primary responsibilities right now? To service the apartment industry, to service those people that provide housing for others. Okay. So service apartment industry, service those who provide housing for others. How does that translate into your day-to-day activities? Basically, in publishing the magazine, we're looking for ideas that will help people to make more money. Our primary objective is that our members go away with at least one idea from everything that we do that will help them make and or keep more money than ever before or make the job of providing housing for others easier, more profitable, and more fun. All right. Well, I like the way you're headed right there. So let's talk about that so that as a best ever listener listens to this episode, they can come away knowing some things or one thing that will help make or keep them more money than ever before if they're an apartment investor. So what are some of the ideas that you've come across recently that have delivered on that promise? I wasn't prepared to go specifically. The ideas that we give are in the magazine each month, and there's a lot of different ideas, primarily with the management of your building, tenant screening, how to screen your tenants properly. As far as making money goes, I just recently myself building some units in Boise, Idaho. I think it's a great place to invest money. As far as if you want an idea on on where to provide housing for people, the need is really great there. I talked to a contractor the other day, and he's building 140-some units, and he's about a third done, and he says he's got them all leased up already. So that might be an area that you want to go to. It's not something that we normally advise as a apartment association, where primarily advice is given in the management of the buildings, and the magazine covers that each month. We have low-cost tenant screening. A lot of people will rent out, as you know, when they first get started, especially without screening the tenants. They say, oh, I can look a man in the eye, and I can tell exactly whether he's honest or not is going to pay his rent. And those of us with experience know that's a bunch of bull. So you need to screen your tenants. You need to get a credit report on them. You need to get an eviction report. You need to find out if they're a criminal or not in their background. You need to dig these things out. We provide that for our members. That I'm sure is a service that get used a lot. You've definitely piqued my curiosity when you said you're building some units in Boise, Idaho, and you said the need is really great there. So you're personally investing in Boise, Idaho. What were some of the indicators that led you to Boise? Not very scientific. My son moved up there. So I went up there and looked at it, and it looked good. Here in Los Angeles, as you know, San Francisco, Los Angeles, is one of the highest-priced housing out there. And so I compared the housing there, and I can build a two-bedroom, 900-square-foot, two-bath unit for less than $110,000. And that will rent for somewhere between $900 and $1,000 a month. And those numbers just look good. What are you building exactly in Boise? We're building fourplexes. I'm building about 32 total units, but they're all fourplexes. People seem to prefer a fourplex over moving into a building that has, just like a lot of your listeners, I think, provide uh, single-family houses. They would rather live in a single-family house than they would a fourplex. 
they would rather live in a fourplex than in a 100-unit building. One of them is a six-unit building. Another's a duplex, and the rest of them are fourplexes. So you're building 32 units, and you, you say we, who are you partnering with? And you don't have to name their names, but just what are their roles? I have a builder up there that I'm partnering with, and that's why I'm here in Los Angeles. So I can't do too much hands-on in Boise while I'm sitting here in Los Angeles. So I have a contractor there who's doing the whole thing, one project. And that one project's a 32 unit? They're split. One of them's a 16 unit and the other is the, the balance of it. There's well, the largest shopping center there in Boise, and we're right across the street from it, our property. And how do you partner with the builder? How do you structure that partnership? Basically, the, the way it's structured is, is that I put up the money, and he puts up, I guess you'd call it sweat equity, and we also have a loan against the property, and he builds. And then you just split the profits once they're built and stabilized? Partners after that, yes. Okay. On part of the units, I'm 100% owner, and on part of them, we're 50-50 partners. Got it. So you identified the land where they're being built? Yes, the land was already identified when I came in. Oh, by the builder? Yes, and then I purchased half of the land in the one project. Mm. In the other project, I'm just buying the fourplexes. Have you done development in this type of partnership structure before? No, but sold apartment buildings and provided housing, but have not constructed before. All brand new buildings. My <laughs> maintenance and repairs will be practically nothing my first year. That would be a nice thing. Did you talk to people who have built or have done partnerships like this before, before venturing into it? I went down basically and examined his work that he was doing on that he was other units that he was building. Okay. I talked to just one other person who had worked with him. How many months into the project are you and what's the status right now? We're just getting started. We're just leveling the land and getting the streets in. They're like a community is what we're building. And what type of returns make sense to you in order to do a project like this? You know, I don't have a guideline. I think the appreciation of the property would be good, but I think this will probably cap out at 5% cap rate. Based on your experience, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? What's the investment advice ever? Yep. We give here, because I'm 80 years old, by the way. So I've observed a lot of people investing. I've had the privilege to watch people invest in the stock market and then also compare the difference between people who are in real estate. And I've given seminars in both areas. And Joe, you would laugh if you saw the difference of the people who come to the stock market seminars uh, came in suits and ties. And <laughs> yep. The guys that came to the real estate seminars that we put on come in overalls with keys hanging down the side of their britches and, you know, et cetera. <laughs> but when you look at the financial statement of the two, you find that the guys with the uh, dirty britches and keys hanging down the side of their pants are worth 10 times as much as the people who focus on the stock market. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't invest in the stock market. I invest in both areas. I've been much more successful in real estate <laughs> than I have in stocks. But the best advice that I've seen coming from the most successful investors have been you buy and you never sell. You hold on. Look back yourself, Joe, at every single property that you sold. It's probably worth more now than what you sold it for. 
How do you reconcile the opportunity cost for not selling and not having that money to put into a larger project to scale up? I would exclude your flippers there. Guys who focus on making thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars on each deal and they keep going. But along the way, I'm telling them they should keep some property. When they have a prime deal, they should keep it. Then refinance it if they want to get more cash out of it. Mm. They make it worth a lot more. They can refinance it, pull the cash out, and go to their next deal. Mm-hmm. But again, flipping is more of a business. I'm talking more of a business than the investing is. In the long-term investors, I'm saying, are the guys who end up making the most money. They buy an apartment building, they buy units, and over a period of years, and being as old as I am, I've seen it happen, they have the property free and clear. And the cash just flows. And then they have plenty of cash to buy other buildings or do whatever they want to do. So what are your thoughts on 1031 exchanges? Because some people will buy a property, sell it, do a 1031, and then roll that into a larger deal? I think it's a great idea. I can't sell the idea that much because these people are asked, the broker comes and they say, well, we got to sell your property. Well, I want to make it dependent on finding a property. Well, nobody's going to buy your property if, if you've got to find another property. And so they sell their property and then they get, they're high and dry and they've got to pay a ridiculous price for the property that they're trading into. I think it's a great idea, and 20 years ago we were doing this, and it just worked perfectly. But I'm talking about the Los Angeles area. There are other areas where I think it probably works as well now as it did here in L.A. 20, 30 years ago, because you could find properties. But it's hard to find a property here. It is a seller's market, and in a seller's market, your 1031 exchanges, you can be penalized when you go to find another property. You're looking at the United States. I'm looking primarily here in the California market. Right. That makes sense. Are you ready to enter into the best ever lightning round? Go ahead, shoot. All right. Before we do that, first, we'll pause for a quick word from our best ever partners. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Are you ready to transition your investing from a hobby into a business that has consistent deal flow? The Investor Success Mastermind and Coaching Program can help you accelerate your growth. Find out more at InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. That's InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. Okay, Dan, what's the best ever book you've read? Best ever book I've read (laughs) has to be the most popular book in the world, and that's the Bible. People are surprised when I will tell them that in the Bible, all the keys of success, Think and Grow Rich, Robert Kawasaki's book, of course, gets more specific. And the Bible doesn't get specific, but the the keys for success are there, how to be successful. Kawasaki is a good book. When I started off way back there, it was a book, How I Turned $1,000 into a Million Dollars. And then he came out with another issue, How I Turned $1,000 into $3 million. Mm -hmm. 
that was the most popular book at that time. I think Kawasaki's book right now is probably one of the most populars. Think and Grow Rich, The Laws of Success, most people haven't heard of that book. It's very thick. It's thicker than the Bible. But And the Think and Grow Rich, that was a course that was offered before Think and Grow Rich came out. And we require our employees here at uh, AOA, Department Owners Association, we have about 40-some employees, we require that each employee read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you're going to negotiate a deal with somebody, they better like you. All very good books. I haven't read some of them. I've read others, namely the last one that you just mentioned, and I've got some more to add to my reading list. What is the best ever personal growth experience you've come across, and what did you learn from it? I couldn't tell you. I've never thought about it. I'm a risk taker, and so I take a risk. I've been burned a lot. Not necessarily where I've been burned mostly is where I bought stocks in startup companies. The real estate investments have been successful. As far as growing, I think it's a daily thing. I just grow daily by my own experiences, and I have the opportunity with association to observe the experiences of a lot of other investors. What's the best ever deal you've done? The best ever deal? I've never done a best ever deal. When I first got started, of course, and again, I didn't buy and hold. And this is what I'm doing up in uh, Idaho. I'm buying there, and they will not be sold. When I first started off, I bought a little 12-unit building for $125,000. That 12-unit building now, if I had kept it, and I'll go back on that advice, if I had kept it, probably a couple million dollars right now. Instead, what did you sell it for? I flipped it like these flippers that you have a lot of. I flipped it for 200 and something shortly thereafter. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Well, we give back with the association here and all the services. We give seminars and we give trade shows. We do, as I mentioned to you, the tenant screening. We publish the magazine. We have an insurance program here. We have a brokerage division where we help people buy and sell. And we're giving back in that way to the industry. Over 20,000 members, you can imagine how much giving we do. And with our 40-some employees who service them. We also do consulting. And when an apartment owner, uh, your guys that do the flipping have all their contractors lined up. But a new apartment owner needs a roofer. He needs somebody that does air conditioning. He needs a flooring guy. He needs a carpet guy. They call into us, and we refer people to them. What would you say, looking back, is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate or business? One piece of real estate that I lost money on was down in Texas. So I went out of state, and there was a financial advisor who was putting money into it and said, this looks like a good deal, and so I did it. I didn't even go down there and look at the property. If I had, I wouldn't have gone into it. And I lost a couple hundred thousand off that deal. I have lost in startup companies. <laughs> the worst deal that I've gone into is the startup companies. It's pretty hard to go wrong in real estate. But I did it, and I just trusted somebody else who said, this is a good deal, rather than examining it myself and putting the numbers together and looking at the neighborhood. 
if you could magically receive three additional hours that you had to spend on business, how would you spend those hours? If I were given three additional hours? Yes, every day to spend on business, how would you spend it? I'm kind of semi-retired right now. I come to work at around 8 o'clock in the morning and I go home every night at 5 o'clock. I used to use those three hours that you're talking about, <laughs> okay? I took them and used them before. Uh, now, uh, I were given three hours at the end of the day, I'd go home and spend it with my beautiful wife. What's the best place, the best ever listeners who are listening to this can reach you or get in contact with your company? They can go on the internet and look up the Apartment Owners Association of California, aoausa.com. And that'll get them there. They can see all the services that we offer and the whole bit. We put out articles in there. We take them out of our magazine and we run them on the Internet so that they can get ideas off of that periodically. They can go on to our email mailing list if they want. We send out information there. That's primarily for investors in California that would apply to. Dan, thank you for being on the show and spending your time with us and the best ever listeners talking about the lessons you've learned over years of investing. The number one takeaway is you buy and you never sell. You hold on. There are exceptions as we discussed, but in general, that's the principle. And you mentioned the 12 unit that you bought for 125000 If you had kept it, it'd probably be worth a couple million. You flipped it, got a good profit at the time. But for us to keep the long-term vision in mind, as well as talking about your company and your organization, Apartment Owners Association of California. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe, and keep up the good work. Are you ready to transition your investing from a hobby into a business that has consistent deal flow? The Investor Success Mastermind and Coaching Program can help you accelerate your growth. Find out more at InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. That's InvestorSuccessMastermind.com.